Well, there's a lot of concern these days about how fast some things are progressing, like artificial intelligence, for instance. Now, we rely on science to do all sorts of things, medical breakthroughs, want to learn about the universe, want to make our worlds easier to navigate. But is science saving us or is it going to cause us maybe some future problems? Well, Lord Martin Rees is an astronomer royal, a fellow of Trinity College, Cambridge, and the author of If Science Is to Save Us and joins us now to talk about that. Hello and thank you for joining us. Hi, good morning. Good to be in touch. Is science going to save us? Well, it's up to us, and that's what my book is about. The stakes are getting higher because science is empowering us more. We depend on it every day, and we are, as a result, in an interconnected world where disasters in one place can spread. And so what we've got to do is to harness the benefits and minimize the downsides, and that's a big challenge. And uh, my book discusses the uh, issues but also it discusses the scientific community and how that community needs to engage with the public and the press and with politics in order to ensure that uh, the best advice is received. You said if it is. What, what is the if there for? What does that mean? Um, well, I mean, things can go disastrously wrong. Uh, we know that it's very hard to uh, control individuals and uh, we are in a world where a few people, empowered by modern technology, um, bio or cyber, uh, can produce uh, global catastrophes. And so the challenge to governance, I think, is very great indeed. And perhaps I could distinguish the two different kinds of threats that we have to mm-hmm. contend with. Um, there's the kind which um, uh, are going to affect the world gradually and predictably but long-term, and the most obvious one here is climate change. And the problem there is to uh, uh, energize politicians who have urgent things to worry about, so they should also uh, prepare and try to alleviate uh, these long-term threats like climate change. But there's also uh, another uh, class of uh, uh, threats which are more emergencies, and we need to ensure that we can deal with them Uh, terrorist attacks, um, cyber attacks which shut down the electric grid in a large area, things of that kind. And so uh, science has to be engaged with the public and we have to ensure that the public is on side. The public appreciates what science can do and what can go wrong. Where does um, artificial intelligence fit into all of that? Um, Well, it's one of the fastest uh, developing Uh, areas of science, um, as your introductory comments indicated, uh, even in the last couple of weeks, we've had some uh, uh, exciting developments. And this is an example of something which is uh, going to change the world. And it clearly has a lot of benefits. um, And uh, on the other hand, it can spread lots of misinformation, etc. And of course, there are worries that if the machines have uh, hidden bugs in them, uh, then things can go wrong in a way that's very, very hard for us to correct. So uh, the stakes are getting higher because of things like that. And we know already how much our worlds have been changed by uh, smartphones and social media, etc., how politics has been changed. And the change will be even greater, I think, when we have these more advanced uh, intelligent computers. And so the arguments that you're making here in terms of the things that we need to do to make sure we we turn out all right, do you see those steps being taken? 
Um, well, I mean, I think uh, uh, we've got to ensure they are taken. The problem is that many of them are long term. And if, if they are long term, we've got to ensure that the politicians uh, rate them high enough to do something about them. And the trouble is that scientists tend to be rather sort of subdued people. They don't interact with the wider public, except in a few cases. Uh, we need more evangelists. But in the context of uh, things like climate change, I say in my book that uh, we owe a lot to uh, uh, four very different global influencers who have raised public consciousness of these. And I would say these include um, uh, the Pope, uh, our secular Pope David Attenborough, Bill Gates, <laughs> and Greta Thornburg. I think uh, most people have heard of those people, and I think they have made the public care more about climate change and environmental preservation. And uh, if politicians know that voters care and they won't lose votes by some measure, then they'll do it. So I think scientists have to uh, bang on themselves and interact with politicians, but they've got to ensure that the public understands what the uh, threats and opportunities are. Right. Some of the things that you call for, though, in your book, I mean, it, it's a tough time to be suggesting them. For instance, you're saying, you know, nations need to do more international cooperation, you know, give each other more chances to share things. I, I'm not sure we're in a time where that's going to happen. Well, we've got to make sure we get back into that time because, of course, there are many things that have to be handled internationally that don't respect national borders. I mean, obviously, everything to do with uh, climate and uh, biodiversity does. Um, but the other point which worries me, and this goes back to uh, artificial intelligence, is that we have these global conglomerates uh, which span the world, um, a few in the US and some in China, um, and uh, uh, they are really very hard to tax properly by any nation and very hard to regulate properly. And so one of the points that um, I would urge very strongly is that we try to set up international bodies um, to regulate uh, these uh, vast commercial conglomerates, just as we have uh, the International Atomic Energy Authority to regulate nuclear power stations and such like. And of course, the World Health Organization to try and uh, 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 predict pandemics and control them. Okay, so these there's a lot of ifs that you have here, Laurie. So absolutely, do yes. you see any progress being made on this on these fronts? Um, well, as I say, I do think there's progress in taking climate seriously, thanks to the influencers who have raised public awareness, and uh, I think the same thing has to happen. Um, in these other contexts. I, so, so I don't think we should be uh, fatalistic and pessimistic. I think uh, uh, there is effective regulation of uh, um, uh, atomic energy and we need effective regulation of um, uh, the cyber world. And so uh, let's go for it. How problematic do you think artificial intelligence is at this point? Um, well, I think at the, at the moment it's, uh, uh, it's not too problematic. I mean, uh, it, I think there's a lot of hype about getting superhuman intelligence soon. And although, of course, um, uh, in many respects, uh, the machines are uh, superhuman in their terms of memory and their speed of operation, um, that doesn't mean that it's general superhuman intelligence. That's going to come a long way. And um, uh, they will be intelligent in a way, but never quite like humans. Uh, an analogy I give is that in 1900, if 
you were talking about a flight, um, you might have thought, well, um, if uh, we develop flight, uh, it's got to be something that flaps its wings. And of course, uh, uh, planes don't flap their wings, they have a different technology. And similarly, uh, this kind of uh, artificial intelligence is not going to be anything like the uh, uh, flesh and blood intelligence that uh, is manifested in our brains. Um, so it will be um, uh, able to do some things better than us, but some things less well. But the important thing is that we keep control and also that we don't allow it to become so dominant. And uh, in um, individual cases, like uh, when you're um, sent to prison or recommended for surgery or even uh, denied credit from a bank, um, it's not enough to be told that the computer says this and the computer is usually reliable. You feel you're entitled to uh, uh, have a answer that you could be given by a real human being. We've got to keep that in all the new uh, areas of life where computers are becoming important. And we've got to avoid the situation when they become so pervasive uh, that uh, a uh, collapse or failure of them, whether natural or uh, due to a cyber attack, uh, causes a cascading disaster. That seems like the big if to me there. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Okay, we're glad to be with you.